full of cats <laughs> and which is great Julie's wearing a cat necklace we had a lot of cat presents too and cat socks <gasps> that's true oh I saw the best cat socks at books a million last night and John and I were there yeah they were really good um, you might have seen on social media Julia got me the best present of all time Ooh. it was one of those cat space backpack carriers and I can't wait to shove all of my cats into it at once <laughs> <laughs> Now you can actually carry your three cats all at the same time. That's true. I could not do that before because yeah. I was irresponsible and only had two cat carriers for my three cats. Yeah. Also, I mean, no one has three hands, so you have oh, to come that's up true with too. <laughs> a solution for that. It's a very good point. Very good point. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, she also got me these really awesome, super badass enamel pin that is an alien cat, which we always want to talk about. Um, and this really great little cat poem book that is like oh, so yeah. cool. I could run upstairs and grab that. Yeah, that's okay. Next time. I promise I will bring that next time <laughs> and we will read from the cat. It's super cool. It's Edward Gorey art and T.S. Eliot poetry about cats. And there's even one in there called Mystery Cat. Mystery Guys, cat. I really effed up not bringing that down here. It's just upstairs, but I'll read those next time. Or maybe those can, instead of cat news, we can have cat poems for <gasps> our... Pertrans. Pertrans. Oh, that's a great idea. Could do just a little reading. Yeah. Let I us, like that too. Let us know, because we have a feeling <laughs> that we're going to run out of cat news at some point. Yeah. Definitely There's let us know. not, like, that much cat news out there. Well, we could start... Yeah. We could do every other month. Cat news, cat poem. That's true. Or we could do a little combo. Ooh. Cat news and cat poem. All at once? Then we're going to run out of cat news and cat poems. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll have to start recounting the cat news at, in poem form. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was very cat-related cat Christmas. It was great. Um, what else? We've just been hanging out with all the cats in our house. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're a little late. On this episode. Yeah, we're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of things going on. And beer last night. Yeah, inc including birthdays. Yeah, that's and, true. Which is why we didn't record on Sunday. Yeah. And then I didn't take an extra day off, so that's why we didn't record, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't record on Monday because I had to drive all the way to Baltimore <laughs> and work. I did get a great uh, message from Julia, and I'll cut this out if you don't want your coworkers to hear this. <laughs> It's okay, I was doing it during my lunch break. Oh, okay, great. I did get a text message from Julia that was like, why did I drive all the way out here just to look up cat news? That's <laughs> true, I spent my lunch break in the office just Googling cat news. <laughs> Which you could have done anywhere. Which I could have done from home. <laughs> womp womp. Well, Happy New Year. We hope you guys all had a really happy New Year. Um... We derailed a little bit on scheduling because we already don't know how to schedule our lives in 2019. Yeah, uh, that's true. This was, so today we are reading 
one of the short stories in Lillian Jackson Braun's The Cat Who Had 14 Tales book. And that's tales spelled T-A-L-E-S. Yeah. But they also involve T-A-I-L-S. Yeah, because I'm assuming every book is going to have a cat with a tail. So far. Well, I mean, it could be a cat without a tail. It could be. We don't know that yet. So far, we haven't encountered any cats without tails. Any tailless cats, yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that was supposed to be the last episode of 2018, which is now turning into (laughs) the first episode of 2019. Sorry, we're a little bit late. But But we still love you and love cats, and (laughs) we're still ready and excited. And we're we're still going to count this as the last episode of 2018, because Mm -hmm. starting next week, we're going to be doing our four-part series on the cat who moved Um, (laughs) out. I think Is so. Is that the title of that book? In my head, I was like, the cat who talked to a mountain. And no, then I was I like, that's, that's not it. it. That's not it. No. The cat who something something mountain. Yes. Climbed a mountain? It's not climbed it's a mountain. Not, I think the cat who moved. I think it's I the think cat you're who right. moved a mountain. Yeah, I think you're right. right. But we are going to break that up a little bit more into four parts. So if anyone is interesting, interested in reading along with us, it will ah. be a little bit more reader-friendly Yeah, um, with our book club. I already updated it on Goodreads. Nice. And I have been trying to be better about actually updating my own progress as I read it, too. So if you guys are on Goodreads, I go through spurts of being on it, and I really like it. So I'm trying to update it so you guys can see where... At least I am in the book. Um, and typically it will probably be not reading until the night before. And then I'm like, Rah, here's all <laughs> Read it, it all. <laughs> <laughs> Read it all at once. Because who doesn't love some good procrastination? Yeah, me too. Can't resolution that shit out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, do you have any resolutions this year? Um, so I have a bunch of things that are on my to do list that I put off until okay. this year because I was like, uh-huh, I'm not going to get this done <laughs> in 2018. I'll just make it my resolution. Case in point, this episode. <laughs> this episode is number one. First resolution. Um, my second resolution is to like make myself a budget Ooh. because a lot of my plans hinge on like having enough money. For <laughs> I mean, that's truly fair. For things. So I need to... This is, like, very boring adult personal life stuff, <laughs> but I I need to plan a budget and do my taxes so I can redo my loan plan oh. and start paying off my student loans. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then, depending on, on the amount of money left over, I would like to get internet for my apartment, because <laughs> I still haven't done that. Oh my god, you should definitely get internet for your apartment. <laughs> right? Um, but then, as as many people do... I have been looking into joining a gym. Oh, yes. And there's actually one. It's super convenient. There's a branch right across the street from where I work. Oh. And then a branch like a block down from where I live. Oh, perfect. So I was like, well, that would be a, a real a real winner of a gym. And, and a one, real no excuses. <laughs> and a real no excuses. <laughs> and the one down the street from where I live is the uh, women's only branch, <gasps> which oh, cool. I think would be nice. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Get out of here, bros. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you pump an iron in my face. Yeah, exactly. So if I could 
find a, a, an affordable plan to that gym that would allow me to go to both of those branches. That yeah. would be great. So awesome. I guess a, a resolution would be to actually get off my booty and go talk to them about plans. <laughs> and work out your booty. <laughs> <laughs> to work out my booty. <laughs> I think that sounds great. Yeah. So those are my resolutions. Nice. Yeah. I also I need to... could have done like months ago, but then just didn't. And oh, now I'm... Yeah. passing it off as a resolution (laughs) (laughs) that's like the part of that i started breaking my to-do lists into like to do now and Mm -hmm. then this is the like to do just on hold yeah Yeah, for like when you have time slash those things just keep i feel like i keep like going through the pages of my journal and i like obviously keep doing the current to-do list and then i keep having to just rewrite the old that's <laughs> on hold exactly, to do list that's exactly what i do too i have like 20 different to do lists and like one thing is different each time yeah <laughs> yeah like i'll just cross off this one thing and then rewrite it when i have a new to do item i'll get the little endorphin kick and then i'll move on yeah well i need to budget also you're inspiring me to do that budgets yeah um I don't know if there was anything else that I was really thinking about. I didn't put a lot of thought into it, which I really should have. So keep doing this podcast is my resolution. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so should we get into the cat who had 14 tails? Yeah. Okay, so we are doing the first short st- L- Lillian Jackson Brown short story from the cat who had 14 tails, and it is called Fut Fat Concentrates. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Fut fat? Fut fat? So it's P-H-U-T-P-H-A-T? Yeah. Fut fat? And that's the name of yet another Siamese cat. Yeah, so these stories are not involving Coco and Yum Yum or Quillerin the way I... I assume I guess I <laughs> yeah. that they were just fourteen short stories of Quillerin's life, but yeah. they're not. They're just no. like random short stories. I totally did too. Or it was like that. It was going to be like a like a Coco or a Yum Yum solo trip, mm-hmm. like around the house or something. But um, these are still really great. I we've read two, and I I really like both of them. This one I think I liked a little bit more just because it was a little bit more intriguing and twisty turny, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and had a little bit more true crime. True crime. So this one is actually maybe even more so than Coco and Yum Yum have. Well, I guess Coco did jump. Well, okay, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself yet again. This is maybe my resolution not to <laughs> jump all the way to the end of stories before anything else. So this short story starts with Fut Fat, uh, the Siamese cat. And the perspective of it is really great. Like, it's really fun to read because these are... Um, both short stories we've read so far, um, including this one, Fut Fat Concentrates, is from the cat's perspective, which is a really cool, like, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, compliment. It's like a really good compliment to reading, you know, the more like third person omniscient of, or more at least like Quillerin centered, um, the Cat Who series. And, uh, so it just has, like, a lot of really great, like, lines in it and, like, a lot of really great, like, ways that the cat interacts with, like, the world and the people around him. Like, he doesn't even know his owners, although can a cat really be owned? I think that was even brought up in this, too. And, uh, he doesn't even know his owners' names. He just calls them one and two. And, uh, this maybe gets a little bit into the sexism that we saw in this (laughs) short story. Mm -hmm. 
in that uh, it's always the woman who's feeding him. It's always the man who is like, you know, even to the end being like, he's the more thoughtful one and he's the intellectual one. And it's like, mm, well, don't love that so much. Mm. What are you going to do? Yeah. So the story starts, where does the story start? It starts just with the routine, the Fat Fat's routine. Yeah, I think it just starts introducing Fat Fat and his his people. So he has one and two, one being the woman and two being the man. And he describes them in, I guess, like in his routine because life revolves around him yeah. according to his thoughts. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it just kind of describes a cat the way we all know cats. Like, they're pretty good at doing what they do every single day in the same exact way. And he was very excited about his routine and how the woman feeds him at the same time every day. And he gets liver on Sundays. Yeah. He has a little coop out on the back porch, apparently. Yeah, he has, like, a little chicken coop on, like, the back, like, staircase. It was like a a fire escape chicken coop. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the the man would, like, jingle his keys and play with him, and that was kind of his life, and he was pretty happy about it. Until. Until the burr, dreaded burr, burr. day. Womp, womp. The night of the party. The night of the party. Yeah, so it doesn't really describe, like, I feel like it was pretty obvious it was going to be a party, but it doesn't really describe, like, what's going on. You just hear fut, fut fat. Um, or Fuffy, as one fuffy. calls him. <laughs> um, kind of describing, like, oh, things are different, and here's what's different. <laughs> like, the woman's so distracted, she didn't feed him in time, and she's, like, sitting at the mirror for hours and hours, getting, like, primped and ready to go, and... I don't know what else was... Oh, like, flowers were all over the place. Flowers yeah. that he wasn't allowed to play with. Oh, how dare uh, they? Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, which almost made me think, like, I was I was thinking that it was, uh, if it hadn't been so, like, old-fashioned-y-ish, you know, like, that it was kind of clear they were already married before, um, you know, they had, like, mo- you know, been living together. But I almost thought that they were having a wedding. Like, it seemed like that big yeah, of a preparation. It did, yeah. And I, I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, is this a funeral? Oh, it could have been like, that too, did yeah. did one of them die, but then they were both there, and I was like, oh, maybe it's a wedding, but they've been living together, and this is written by Lillian Jackson. Yeah, Lawrence. yeah. <laughs> we need to put that in perspective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just a dinner party. Um, they were having some, like, friends and clients over for just a, just a soiree of a sorts. A party. A little party. And uh, then we get some really great scenes of fuffy like you know kind of intertwining his way through the people and he really dignifiedly or dignifiedly in a dignified manner (laughs) talks about all of the the guests and saying that none of them truly knew how to appreciate his grandeur and his his greatness um and so you know people were being loud and boisterous which was obviously offensive to him um or they just were like using which was funny because this felt very out of the um which one was it where, oh, uh, the cat who talked to ghosts where Quillerin is, like, so, like, judging Polly so hard for oh, that, yeah, like... For the baby voice. Yeah. Like, I think that comes back here a little bit because uh, Fat is saying, like, all of the humans were using these fake voices for me and I knew that they were fake. And, um, again, being a another Siamese cat, I think that was another little little moment where Lillian Jackson Braun was 
being judgmental about cat baby voices. <laughs> yeah. But there was one man mm. that came in, and I was so, like, I was a little bit bummed that this wasn't Quillerin. I know, <laughs> I it could like, have been a, such a good cameo. really <gasps> expecting it to be a Quillerin oh. cam- cameo. because I didn't Fat even Fat thought was, of that until now. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Fat Fat was like, but only one man came in <laughs> who understood my... <laughs> The, you know, how to treat me with dignity and respect and gave me the, the high praise that I deserve. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's Quillerin, it's Quillerin, it's Quillerin. Oh, but it no. absolutely wasn't. It was just some random well, stranger. Well, to be fair, and a little spoiler, he is never identified. So we truly don't know if Quillerin just entered into a life of crime. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So um, this man was... I mean, I, he was just, like, a guest at the party, and he was, you know, walking with a cane and described as just, like, kind of a, a dignified, gentlemanly type. Yeah. Um, and you hear him conversing with number one. Um, thing one. Thing, thing one. <laughs> thing one of the, of the owners. Yeah, and, and talking about, you know, like, the, apparently his cane is, like, a rare silver something-something that he's been collecting, and she gets really excited and was like, oh, come see my silver collection. He's like, oh, yes, one of your wonderful art, like, everything's great, and you're a beautiful Everything. cat. And, <laughs> you know, they just kind of, like, hit it off and, like, wander, and Fat Fat's like, oh, okay, great, well, obviously no one cares about me anymore, yeah. so I'm gonna go sit in my chicken coop. <laughs> Yeah, he gets really huffy because the dignified, wonderful, cat-loving man um, is no longer speaking directly to him, so he takes offense and turns turns tail and leaves. Yeah. So I think that that's, like, kind of the party. He, like, sulks yeah. in the corner until it's over and everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get a clip of kind of the thing, thing one and thing two, you know, <laughs> talking um, at the end just about, like, you know, the party and how things went and... Um, the woman was like, oh, yeah, who was that, like, great guy who was, you know, so interested? And the husband was like, what do you mean? I don't know who that was. Yeah. So that's kind of, you get the first intro of, like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gatecrasher. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that should have been a clue to Well, hinty hint. But they, I think they just kind of wrote it off because, I mean, they probably had a ton of people at the party. Yeah, and one of them does make the the good point that it could have been uh, like a plus one of someone that they knew and they just hadn't been inter- like properly introduced yet. Yeah, which like, I don't know, this must just be like an old-fashioned thing because I would never have that many people over to the apartment that I would like lose track. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> lose track and have plus ones and like not know who someone was. Yeah, that's but, truly fair. Yeah, I guess it was like a wedding-sized a small wedding sized event. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a like an old yeah, like an old timey like some he's like a lawyer or like something open house and type of, you know, like yeah, clients coming through. Exactly. Um so yeah, so then I guess the next thing is that yeah, what is the next thing? Well, I think yeah, because that you know when one and two were talking, they kind of mentioned like, oh, and like these people, like aren't they great? And like, oh, and we're going to like, oh begin, yeah, you know they got invited in reciprocation, I guess, invited to like a few people's houses for like different other events and parties, so including kind of going over their schedule, meeting kittens, including meeting kittens, <laughs> which is a great thing to be because it was funny because as much as Fat Fat was like. 
oh, one and two don't understand me and I've never been able to communicate well with them because they're just not open enough or whatever. These people really do love cats because apparently the rest <laughs> of the party, they were like talking about their cat and then talking to other people about the cats they just got. Mm-hmm. And then even got an invite from friends to go meet their new like kittens. Yeah. So does it flash then directly to that when they leave? I Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they have that quick conversation about not knowing the guy. And then it seems like right after that, um, they, you know, it goes through like a couple weeks and of like going back to the routine and then pretty quickly it cuts to that evening that they're going out for, to meet the kittens and for dinner to this other friend's house. And Fut Fat is, of course, left alone, left home. Poor Fut Fat. Poor Fut Fat. He seems pretty fine with it, though. Yeah, he really does. Um, so he is just chilling, hanging out, doing his normal little routine. And then he wakes up from a nap and he hears... Well, the phone rings a couple oh, of times. Oh, that's right. Which is about that. also always a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the phone rings a few times, um, and then he hears some, like, scraping out in the, the back, I guess by his chicken coop in the fire escape. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he's like, oh no, what's that? And so he, he immediately, like, goes up to the top of, like, a cabinet or some somewhere really high because he's like, I don't know. An intruder. Yeah, I pictured it like the German shrink. Yeah, the German shrink, <laughs> Coco's shrink. Um, yeah, so he he immediately like hops up and and hides to survey the the whole scene, um, and so you you then see the man from the party coming in, and uh, Fat Fat immediately recognizes him. Yeah, like, before he even like gets in the door, he knew the presence. He knew the presence. Um, so the man comes in the window and is now using the cane as a light. Yeah. It is a uh, thieving device, not actually <laughs> necessary for his movement. Yeah, which he no longer has the limp that he had when he was at the party. Yeah. And I think we also forgot to mention, too, when the when number one was showing this mysterious man around the house, one of the things the man says, also aside from like the woman offering to show him their silver, mm-hmm. their like you know silver utensils or whatever, um, he also mentions that he has a cat and that he's interested in building a coop like the one they have out on the fire escape. So she also takes him out to the back and shows him the fire escape. Shows him the entrance to the house yeah. and where all of their valuables <laughs> yeah. are. Literally gives him a little thieving blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so Fat Fat is, has sort of positioned himself well on top of, uh, you know, a big piece of furniture and the guy goes about sneaking through the house and, you know, not really noticing the cat at all, but definitely like goes up to the bedroom and definitely robs them and is like sneaking around and we don't get, again, it, cause it's still from Fat Fat's perspective, but, um, we don't get a ton of like what he's actually taking until a little bit later but we, because we get the inner monologue of Fat Fat, apparently, like, his his little, um, his sad little scared cat brain conflicting with his, like, instinct attack brain, which is kind of a funny, like, you go back and forth, you get these, like, little conversations back and forth in his head of, like, no, like, hide, and then it's like, no, attack, attack, get him! Yeah, cause, well, it goes into, like, how Siamese cats were bred for as like guard cats in ancient temples and so he has this like really like deep repressed instinct to like protect his his home and um 
protect from intruders but then yeah of course he's like a house cat and has never been anything else and so he's like kind of rationally like oh god i have to hide like i don't want to yeah like get be in danger like deal with this and then his instincts are like no protect your house yeah um so i think his his instincts won over a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and as the man was passing by him he does like spring and you kind of see like i can see like the cat reflexes like he very very obviously did not like commit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit attack. of like a cat scrabble <laughs> scrabble attack yeah it was a little bit like <laughs> like a like a lightning attack you know like <laughs> the way cats do where he just kind of like pounced and i can see him like probably like full-on you know claws out like in this guy's face like yeah. kind of pounce onto his head and like sinks in and probably like scratches a bunch and then like immediately flies off <laughs> and then like disappears um, and so he goes and hides under the bed forever, and I'm sure the guy was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, scratches all over his face, yeah. and then, like, this whatever pounce on him is, like, gone. Well, lightning like, oh my bolt. god, <laughs> yeah. what was that? Um, so he did get, get attacked, and Fat Fat does <laughs> get some, uh, some juicy blood yeah, on his paws. gore on his paws. Which, the way that it's written, again, thanks Lily Jackson Braun, because the way it's written, I had this really sad moment where I was like, oh my god, Fat Fat's hurt! Because you don't really know, it doesn't say explicitly that it's the guy's blood and not Fat Fat's blood. It was definitely the guy's blood. I mean, it was, but then there was also, because I think she used the word, like, lightning or electricity. Oh, it was, like, electricity... And I thought that he, like, maybe there was some kind of bullet, like, gun in his, like, like, uh, cane situation. Because oh, I thought that he had, like, no. run under the, and he was, like, licking his little wounds. Licking and I was so wounds. sad. No. I don't think, I, I mean, I kind of got the picture that he, like, attacked so fast and ran that the guy probably had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So he just sunk his claws into the guy's face and then bolted. Yeah, 100%. That is definitely what happened. Yeah. I was very off track. <laughs> yeah. But, the, I mean, that didn't stop anything. It was just a little lightning face scratch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently the guy did, like, bleed all the way down the, the stairs because yeah. there was, like, drops of blood when uh, the police came later. But it, he did make away with, like, all of their their nice silver and jewelry and all of that. Yeah. So, Yeah. The the guy got away, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he didn't get away clean because he is yeah. probably having what is it, cat scratch fever? Yeah, he probably has some festering wounds because <laughs> cats are not as clean as you think they are. Those are some pretty nasty. Especially wounds. if he's going out on a chicken chicken coop in the back. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, the Fat Fat does hide um, for most of the rest of the story under the under the bed. He's a little bit, like, sad and shaky and kind of brooding. and um, But I, th- I think a little proud of himself that he protected his home at least a little bit. And uh, so then the, pol- the couple comes home, you know, realizes they've been robbed. And then the police show up and the couple's kind of bickering back and forth. And, um, you know, then they're obviously, like, really... Uh, worried that Fat Fat, because this is my biggest fear in getting robbed, is that like none of my shit is worth anything. But I know I've said it before, but like just don't let my cats out, take my shit, but don't let my cats escape. Um, so they worry about him and it takes them a while to find him, and he's again brooding because he's like, ugh, I know they're looking for me and they're looking everywhere else but where I am. 
Um, meanwhile, he, you know, had said that he could sense them even before they got out of the taxi. And he was, you know, again, like a little praising himself about his ability to sense them and like communicate with or like, you know, be like more open, I guess is what he ends up saying at the end. And so I think this is where he starts saying things like, oh, if only I could just make contact with them. If only I could just communicate. Well, he had been doing that from the beginning. He's been trying to communicate with number one his entire life because, you know, she'll do things like forget that he's supposed to be fed like right at five. And so he'll stare at her forehead and try to communicate. (laughs) And then, you know, he complains that like magic, she'll, you know think of it but then it'll always be like she thought of it herself Uh, like oh i forgot to feed fat fat gotta get on that and you know he's always lamenting the fact that he can never break through himself to communicate with her so he yeah he was trying to so they they came home realized they were robbed went on a hunt for fat fat found him under the bed so number one has been carrying him around the entire night yeah. Um, when the police comes and he's like, oh, I'm so exhausted and shaken. You know, he's yeah. not even like fighting. He just wants yeah. to like kind of hunker down. So yeah, she's carrying him around and they're, you know, one and two are talking to the police, trying to get things sorted out. And they're asking, you know, who it could have been if they've seen anyone unusual on the premise. And of course, they're both like, no, of course not. We don't have no idea who you're yeah. talking about. And so Fat Fat is, you know, staring doing his concentration, fat fat concentrates, uh, uh, um, doing his, you know, little concentrating on their forehead thing that he does trying to communicate with number one because he obviously knows who the intruder is. Yeah. But yeah, he, I mean, can't get through just two human brains too thick. Well, but, except that, so the police are asking the couple questions, like, you know, they ask them about the phone calls, and then they explain the phone call situation, that that's mm-hmm. a method of, you know, determining that you're not home, um, and then it's, you know, kind of painfully long of the police being like, do you have any suspicious characters in the neighborhood, anything that out of the ordinary, anything at all, and they're all just, both of them are going, no, no, nothing at all, I can't imagine, blah, blah, blah. And fat fat right is, is staring is staring and then we get the moment where he turns his concentration to number two where he's like oh maybe i should have been trying with number two more than number one yeah well he sees number two kind of thinking quietly while the woman's like blabbering on to the police and he's like you know number two has always been the more thoughtful of <laughs> of these two people maybe i should give him a shot instead so we do get that like slightly latent sexism <laughs> just woven right in there of like oh this flighty woman can't yeah. can't concentrate for anything but this man really is, really has a steady brain going yeah so he does and i mean to his credit he did i mean we don't know yeah i kind of took it as i mean i always take things as a supernatural but i took it as he did get through to him because as Fat Fat is staring at him, number two does say, oh, you know what? There was that guy at the party. And number one says, oh, yeah, you're totally right. Um, and then just surprisingly, miraculously from the, I mean, I guess the guy does have a cane, like a fancy cane and is a very dapper. So it's like a very specific, especially thief mm-hmm. description. But the police are like immediately like, oh, we know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. 
Really? He's been on our radar for a while, and that's, like, kind of where the story ends. Yeah, that's literally it, yeah. Yeah, Fat Fat's like, okay, great, got through, and goes back to, like, licking his, the blood off of his clothes, yeah. and he's like, maybe I should just focus on number two from now on. Like, yeah. my job's done. Bye. Which is sad that I kept thinking he wanted, I was wishing he was going to be like, hmm, I should really concentrate on my life as a crime solver from now on. <laughs> no, he was like, yep, that's, that's it for me. Like, I did my duty they know who it is now i can go back to my routine that's true yeah which i think all is all any cat wants it's a good point it really is true that like maybe these short stories are even if they're not directly about coco and yum yum this does seem pretty specific to like how they would also be thinking too of Mm -hmm. like i'm sure they'd be super annoyed at quillerin for like getting involved in the things he gets involved in and then they have to be like ugh. All right, well, now I have to claw this guy's face out and... Move again. Yeah. Solve another mystery. <laughs> this asshole can't do anything himself. How dare you? Um, yeah. Oh, so what I was thinking earlier when I um, was trying not to give away the clawing of the face mm. felt very much like the cat who lived high when Coco... Because I think that's the oh, only yeah. guy that... Or anyone that... That Coco has clawed in the face. Yeah. <laughs> specifically yes (laughs) i guess i was thinking like attacked too because most of the other times that he's involved are very like intellectual and that was very like yeah the the very predatory like i'm gonna get you yeah moment i mean yum yum had her moment but her her predatory instinct was to like set a yarn trap (laughs) (laughs) that's true so that wasn't quite the same that's a yeah very true very true um yeah so that's it um i really enjoyed that i thought it was really fun and just a really fun short way to end slash start the new year yeah (laughs) so we have a bunch of these actually so there are 14 tales t-a-l-e-s 14 tales um again uncertain whether or not all of those are fully tailed cats but we'll find out because we're probably gonna intersperse these throughout um we figured that would be a good kind of in between um some of the bigger books little activity we could do and uh yeah i guess that's anything else no i mean i guess we can give a little teaser we don't know when the next store the next short story next 14 tale yeah tale is going to come, to come <laughs> up um but we did both read it already and we will say that it does involve some supernatural <gasps> creatures oh it does and it's not a cop-out like the cat who talked yeah. to ghosts <laughs> yeah that was super fun yeah so lillian jackson braun really commits in in the next short story to uh to her her beliefs in the supernatural yeah that was really cool i was very excited about that yeah so another something else to look forward to in the new year because yeah we truly don't know when we're going to do that one. <laughs> it's true but we do know that next week we will be back with um the cat who moved a mountain mm-hmm. and uh oh would you want to blurb it oh i don't have it oh no <laughs> could you oh you could look it up on amazon maybe um so yeah so in julia's looking up the uh little blurb right now so in the meantime you can follow us on social media we are paranormal captivity pod on instagram and paranormal pod on twitter we have a patreon uh, where we're, we are paranormal captivity and we do have a book club too on goodreads um so we're out and about and uh yeah we're on itunes too people have left us, left us some really sweet reviews that's a great way to help and you know bump our not only our egos, but, you know, bump our, uh, you know, our 
little ratings and you know help us help us keep doing the things that we're doing bringing you the cat content the mystery content we do um and yeah so uh now we're gonna blurb you for the next the first of four parts of the cat who moved a mountain yeah get ready guys because this is a good one yeah <laughs> yeah 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 2019 starting right. 2019 okay quills on top of the world when <laughs> sorry i already <laughs> love it <laughs> you didn't even let me get to the good part no i like can't even let you sorry i need to cut you off every second <laughs> all right i don't know if i'm gonna be able to, <laughs> I'm gonna be able to make it through this one. Oh no okay <clears throat> all right well, actually, I, I skipped a sentence, so How dare I'm going, you? Going, going back. So, descript, product description on Amazon. Oh, great. A murder in the mountains has Jim Quillerin and his cats Coco and Yum Yum feeling on edge in this mystery <laughs> in the best-selling Cat Who series. Okay, here's my question to that. On the edge of the mountain? Are they in danger? Or just I the mean, edge of their seats? We'll find out. That's true, we will. All right, so now, back of the, back of the book blurb. Quills on top of the world when he <laughs> rents a house on Big Potato Mountain. <laughs> stop it. Oh my god, stop it. I can't. 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 Okay. The owner, J.J. <laughs> Hawkenfield. Brown. I'm sorry. So sorry. J.J. Hawkenfield? Hawkenfield. <laughs> okay. Just clarifying. J.J. Hawkenfield brought real estate development to the once peaceful potatoes. Oh no! How but, dare you disturb the potatoes? <laughs> but Hawkenfield paid a steep price for his enterprise. <laughs> he was pushed off a cliff. Oh, so it is the edge of a cliff. <gasps> he was pushed off a cliff by an angry mountain dweller. Oh shit. Is that like a person or a cat or I don't or a mountain cat. <laughs> yeah. Big alien mountain cat. <laughs> Big alien mountain cat. Quillerin, however, suspects the man is innocent. Oh, I guess it's a, a, uh, a man right, right, right. Yeah. And Coco's antics have him convinced mm. something's wrong. He may be making a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> but he's determined to find out the truth, oh even God. if it means jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, guys, these blurbs are the greatest. Yeah, I'm really excited I'm about this one because I love potatoes. I... <laughs> We do, listen, over here in the gross household, we do love a potato. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, well, that just sounds delightful, and I cannot fucking wait to read that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back with the first fourth of that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, too, we're hoping that, like, by slowing down a little bit, that if you guys do want to read along, we wanted to give you that chance. And also, um, for my personal little selfish reasons, it gives us a little bit more chance to, like, gossip about all the funny little details in the book, so too true i'm really excited about that too yeah um so happy 2019 everyone Woohoo, 2019 yeah hope you are recovering well from whatever you did last night <laughs> yeah from the entirety of 2018 um we're wishing you guys all the best sending all of you guys and your pets all the love from our uh kitty fur covered lint rollered what am i trying to say i don't we're still in a cat-free room, so... It's true, we are. <laughs> Eve is making this up. I'm really trying to, we're yeah. Not, we're not covered in fur right now. Well, I kind of am yeah, a little bit. I but. guess it's it's pretty impossible to get it off of all of the clothes, but... And it's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy 
happy new year from the gross household and mm-hmm. we will return next week from our normal cross-country locations yeah from our normal abodes with our normal batch of cats not the vacation <laughs> cats <laughs> yes all right bye